Hello friend, um, good to have you listening to this episode of Media Demix and I am Adewale Adekpoju. I bring you an organized and detailed information about my topic in a very interesting manner and I'm giving you insights into the topic titled the communication process. So sit back and enjoy this. But before I proceed, in case you do not follow us yet on our social media platforms, please do well to follow uh, on Facebook at Mediademics with Adewale and on Instagram at Mediademics with Adewale. Same on Twitter, Mediademics with Adewale. Alright, now this topic is basic, okay? As a newbie in the field of journalism, broadcasting, or mass communication, and any other media related field, this topic is basic. But first, I'll talk about the concept of communication, I'll talk about process. We merge both and we go straight into the various elements of the process. Now, many scholars of mass communication and media fields, they have their series of definitions for communication. But then the simplest definition that can be given by a layman is that communication is an act of sending and receiving message between two or more persons. Okay, it's as simple as that. Communication is me giving you these teachings from this place and you listening to me right there. Okay, it is that simple. But you need to know that there is no communication without a process. So, what's a process? Now, let me explain it this way. When there are steps, procedures, stages or activities to achieve a particular purpose, that's called a process. Now, if you desire specific kind of meal, there is a process. If you desire a kind of cloth, there is a process. If you desire to leave your country to another country, there's a process because I bet you can't disappear. <laughs> and even if you can, it's still going to take a process, you know. Alright, so um, the same way all that you desire to do, to get or to hit as a process is also the same way communication as a process. Is that okay? Alright, so now let's merge both now. Um, communication and process. This means, alright, um, communication process is the step-by-step sequence of activities, the elements involved in order to achieve the communication purpose. These steps are connected because if you don't put them together, communication may not be completely achieved. Yes, completely achieved. Now, in human communication, um, the two major entities that exist, okay, are the sender and receiver. They are the two major important entities that exist in human communication. Now, before I take you through um, the process um, in its steps, I'm sure you know that there is a thinking process that sets every communication in motion. Now, what I mean is, there's a stimulus that makes you feel and think there is need to say something. You get either by asking a question or passing an information or you want to express yourself in a verbal or non-verbal form. Are you with me? Now, let's let's take you um, through um, the process now, the different steps in the process. Okay, we start with stimulus. This can also be called the ideation stage. Okay, it's a stage where the idea is born and you feel the need to pass a message or ask a question. Okay, or even express yourself. This is something that happens within you first. Okay, now, um, if you're talking about the forms of communication, 
there's what we call intrapersonal communication i'm sure you might know that okay um that's a form of you know internal communication that's intrapersonal communication and that's exactly what the stimulus represents but then here we're talking about the process of communication so um <laughs> let's stick to this now okay now the next one is source or encoder now somebody who initiates a message is the source it sets the process in motion it translates that stimulus into words or languages that can be understood okay the source determines if the message will be in written form or in spoken form or even using graphic illustrations pictures and all all right now basically the source or the encoder converts thoughts into a content that's just the simple thing done by the source okay he or she converts his thoughts into um content okay that's just it then we have the next one feed forward you know um some scholars might not include this in um the process of communication but then let's let's consider this now feed forward is a means of gauging the receiver's reaction to communication situation it's a means of gauging the receiver's reaction to communication situation now it's the source means of examining the details that could help um in in encoding the message very well now here the source wants to know the educational level the experience the culture and the language of you know the audience and that helps a lot in putting the message together so that the intended um effect can be achieved that's just it now the next one now is message now message is the core element of the communication process now this is the expression of the stimulus message is the expression of the stimulus the idea in the first element of the communication process okay now it's the main element of the process okay that's what you need to understand because the source we is also the encoder determines it. It determines the form in which the messages we take. In other words, it determines if it's going to be in pictures, in words, or in written form. And you know, this is the most important element of the process. Alright. Now let's go to the next one now, which is medium or channel. Now, um generally, medium and channel are used interchangeably okay now let's make the little difference clear the medium could be regarded as the form in which the message the ideas thoughts and expressions take now meaning that i could decide to use the verbal or non-verbal medium okay which could either be um oral or written that's if i'm using the verbal medium to get my message down to the receiver and i could decide to print or use gestures or body language do you understand so the channel then is the pathway through which the message moves from the source to the receiver now if i choose to voice my message that's a medium and my channel could be um the radio or your phone is that okay and if i want to write it or put it in a picture my channel could be um a newspaper or a magazine okay 
and if I want to act my message or voice it, right, the television is a good channel. So it is that simple, okay? The medium is the means through which I'm putting them together, then the channel is the means through which it's getting to um, the receiver. I hope that is clear now, alright? Now, um, let's move to the next one, which is the receiver or the decoder. Now, here is a person or a group of persons that receive the message encoded by the sender, okay? The receiver or the decoder interprets the messages. Is that okay? He interprets messages and then, you know, you listening to me right now, you are the receiver and the decoder in the communication process that have initiated exactly now it's important for you to know that the receiver can also be the sender yes and that's because the message initiated by the sender you know it might be a question or an information all right which the receiver needs to react to listen all right and uh -huh. now the, 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 the case here is that you know when the sender sends a message okay either um asking a question or expressing himself it calls for a response from the receiver or a reaction and by the time the receiver reacts or replies to the question the receiver becomes the sender okay now you need to listen to the episode on models of communication that's where you understand the actual model that explains what we're talking about here but the most important thing you need to know here is that the receiver is somebody who decodes every signal of the sender all right he interprets the message to get the meaning exactly now now let's look at feedback now feedback uh, is the next step feedback is the process all right i'm sorry feedback is the reaction rather the, the response to the sender's message maybe verbal or non-verbal it could be on um, facial expressions body positions gestures and and that's it okay now it could be positive feedback it could be a positive feedback and it could be a negative one okay now positive feedback confirms to the source that the intended message was achieved uh why a negative feedback um tells the source that the effect of the message was not achieved. Okay, now for instance, if I tell someone to hand me a phone and the person gives me a book, so you see that the intended um, effect of my message was not achieved. And feedback could be immediate also, it could be immediate or it could be delayed. Now, immediate feedback takes place in face-to-face -face communication, you know, tele um, telephone conversations, um, where you can talk to somebody um, and instantly the person can give you a reply. But delayed feedback takes place in mass communication precisely and that's because the source and the receivers they are not physically present. Okay, now you know in mass communication the sender communicates with uh, an heterogeneous audience, an anonymous audience that are widespread across um, specific geographical area okay that's just it and so you need to know that without feedback communication is a one-way flow of information that's it's it's linear do you understand all right let's go to the next step now the next step in the process is um noise hmm. 
This is an interference with the flow of information, you know, between the sender and the receiver. Okay, it affects the quality of the message. It it causes distortion, you know. For instance, on blaring, on king, the human sound about the radio or TV sets, sound from a factory, all these are noise. Now, anything that keeps the message from being understood appropriately is noise. You get that. Alright, it interferes with the clarity, purity, and the quality of the message in transmission. That is just it. Now, noise could be physical noise, psychological noise, or uh, linguistic noise. Now, let me talk about the physical noise. It's the unwanted sound from your vicinity, which affects the clarity of message. It could be a noise from uh, a nearby religious center, a marketplace or a noise from the power generator and hall, alright? Okay. So, um, the psychological noise now, this has to do with poor mental conditions which could affect the effective flow of the message. If, for instance, you're communicating with someone who is absent-minded or distracted by another scene in that environment, then there is a psychological noise. Okay, and, and also if, if a receiver is preoccupied with a personal problem, <laughs> it's a distraction that, that could make it difficult to give attention to your message if you are the sender. Do you understand this? So um, psychologically, the person, is, the person is down and, you know, the effect of your message will not be achieved because the, the person's attention is, is, is not given to that communication process. Alright, now the next one is linguistic noise. Okay, now this involves the communicator's inability to use the language of the receiver or even use codes which can be understood by the receiver. Do you understand? Now this could be grammatical noise that's under the linguistic noise, it could be grammatical noise. Now this has to do with the misapplication of the rules of speaking and writing a particular language so um there's a grammatical error when these rules are not applied and this is noise in communication now we have phonological noise also under that um this is a result of poor communications um sorry poor pronunciation rather you know um affecting the way um a word sounds in languages it includes the stress, the accents and intonation and you know, when this happens in communication, there is a noise. Is that okay? Then we also have um, semantic noise. Alright, now this has to do with wrong choice of words. When an individual uses um, words that do not communicate the intended meaning and structure, you know, either in writing or speaking, the noise there is semantic. Now, when the speaker and listener, all right, when they have um, different interpretation of certain words, this is semantic noise. Now, for instance, weed, now, W-E-E-D, all right, weed can be interpreted as an undesirable plant in a yard or as an euphemism for marijuana. Is that okay? So now, if these words are chosen wrongly, or they are interpreted wrongly by the receiver okay that means there is semantic noise all right um 
I hope there's gonna be I really do hope there's gonna be um, an episode for noise okay and there we can talk about noise in um, in details all right I think I'll stop here and I really do hope you enjoyed this segment all right do well to drop your questions your comments um, at the um, at the end of this um, podcast please do well to drop your questions and comments in the section and also please do not forget to follow us on the social media platforms all right i remain at dewale at dekwaju and it's still meeting daily still i come your way in any other episode you choose to listen to all right thanks for listening and i appreciate your listenership peace out